Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for being present today with us. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of ourselves each and every day. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I'm super excited to have Daniel Hendricks from Hendricks Farms. Daniel provides affiliate companies across California a reliable source for wholesale cannabis plant starts for legally compliant farms. Daniel's journey and passion for cannabis began at an early age in 1996 in his hometown of Arcata, California, right here in Humboldt County. Hello, Daniel. Thank you so much for making time to be present today. And we are going to talk about all things cannabis, hopefully, and your family life. <laughs> yep. Hello, everyone. Hi, Daniel. Hey. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're super busy. And before we started actually recording, we were talking about putting this podcast into motion for probably the last year. I think I was kind of exaggerating on that. But at least the last six or eight months, I've been trying to get you to be on. Uh, But you're just so very busy. Tell the listeners like what it is that you are doing and what you're doing here in Humboldt County and how you got here. Sure. Okay. I was born here, so I didn't have to go very okay. far. I was actually uh, born in my backyard on 11th Street. So oh, like literally. Literally born like in my backyard. <laughs> we were, parents were hippies. so. Oh, I love it. And uh, my good friend, Sky Smuckler's dad, who's a holistic doctor, was the person who delivered me. And we've, yeah, I've been here ever since. Uh, the main, you know, focus for me in Humboldt County has been cannabis. It's been something that I've been interested in my entire life. And I've been fortunate enough to get a opportunity to do something now uh, that I love with a legal cannabis business. Wonderful. So. You have been in cannabis since, I mean, not birth, but you have been doing cannabis work forever. Yeah, you know, I, my family, I'm not as like they say, like a second generation pot grower. I I'm uh, somebody who came to it out of interest. Both my parents went to Humboldt State. My dad got some teaching credentials and chose to be a chef. And my mom's a school psychologist. So I think I was kind of the rebel of the family. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be Ernest Hemingway. And I think cannabis being in Humboldt County was a good way to experience some excitement. So... Oh, that's so fun. So you said that you had an interest for cannabis. Like what, when did that start and how, I mean, besides the fact that we're here in Humboldt, I mean, that's, it's just kind of in, you know, the fabric of this community, but how did it actually start for you? Probably a hundred stories of like how cannabis came to me. Cause it, it was something that was, you know, you're in Humboldt County and it's there before you know what it is. And, you know, I, would have a Adidas hat that had the jagged leaf, which was like this yeah. iconic like 
cannabis symbol and I'd wear it as a skateboarder, not knowing what it was really just a little kid. And I would be asked, you know, Hey, where are the buds at? <laughs> Which I actually didn't understand at the time. So yeah. I think just knowing that I always say this comparison that like Silicon Valley, people were building computers in their garages and in Humboldt County, they were growing pot in their garages. So. I love that. I love that. That's so great. That's a great visual for me right now. Thank you for that. You were born here and you're really into our community. Can you tell the listeners what it is that you're doing now currently in our community? Yeah, we have a, a cannabis business. It's I and five other partners. So we built a unique cannabis business that isn't how most people would picture it. So we, the fun part is growing the flowers, you know, yeah, I'm sure. they're beautiful. They have all of these different aromas. They have psychoactive and non-psychoactive healing properties. It's a incredibly complex plant with all kinds of different fun expressions. And the role that we take is we provide the plant starts. So before that plant can become a beautiful flower, it, it's in a vegetative state where it has, you know, less aromas and uniformly they're harder to distinguish. They don't have a whole lot going on other than the seven leaves and the jagged, you know, trademark. It's not until later on in their life that they take on all these different aromas and different expressions. And so we provide to cannabis businesses different guaranteed genetics. So if a cannabis producer is trying to produce something that's going to wind up being like medicine for an epileptic, you know, child, they need a specific yes. cannabinoid report. It has to have high CBD and low THC, and it has to be something that they feel safe with, with their children. And so the only way to get a consistent cannabis expression is to grow seeds, find the right expression from those seeds, and then make genetic cuttings from a single seed. So each seed will produce different expressions of cannabis, have a range of different cannabinoid levels. And, you know, one out of a thousand might have this really special quality. And so that's what we preserve is that one out of a thousand. We take what's called clones. So we just make plant cuttings and we propagate them up in larger numbers for professional cannabis producers. That sounds so fascinating and probably always shifting, evolving, and changing. I mean, what a wonderful business to be in and see the beauty of what you're doing actually go to clients and patients and real-life people and help them, right? I mean, can you speak to that topic for just a moment? Because yeah. that's where I'm curious, of course, because I work with cannabis as a cannabis therapist and work with getting them in the right alignment with the strains and the dosage and the way to take it and how to take it and mm -hmm. then monitor them. And so I bet that's just fascinating for you to also have that connection. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting because we're not doctors, you know, we're farmers. But right now we're having to answer questions and help guide people through on a very pharmacist type level. So it's, it's a big responsibility. You know, every day somebody reaches out to us from somewhere in the world looking for a specific plant that we carry. You know, they have a, they have cancer, you know, their child is suffering from, from seizures and they need a solution. They're willing to travel the planet to get it. And so, you know, we, we do take a tremendous amount of pride 
in knowing that we can help get and preserve something that is guaranteed to do the same thing each time it's produced. We feel incredibly fortunate. Oh my gosh, I imagine so. I'm so happy to hear that you're doing what you're doing and that you're so passionate about it and that you have a particular standard for what it is that you're doing. Can you speak on that topic of the different standards that you have for your particular clones? And I mean, are they organic? Like all that kind of stuff, like just mm-hmm. whatever you want to share with us on that. Yeah. I'd say like pest management is what drove us as trying to be unique at the very early stages. We enjoy all of the cool things that an entomologist has to offer and they put the plants under the microscope, you know, we really get to take a closer look at all kinds of different pest solutions that are outside of pesticides. Because we feel really strongly, and so does the cannabis industry, that it is medicine and it has to be extremely clean. Absolutely. So the way we, you know, monitor pests is very professional and we enjoy that a lot. And then be sure to treat a plant to keep it healthy with things that are like food grade. So neem oils, all these fun, you know, extracts from plants that are good for humans. They're also good for plants to help prevent pests. And it's definitely part of what we enjoy about the job is getting to learn about these new beneficial insects and be able to communicate that to our customers. Because there are beneficial insects. There are some that are actually good for cannabis. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, they're good for all, you know, the ecosystem, the rhizosphere, you know, the plant soil health is, has, you know, there's beneficial bacteria, there's beneficial fungi, you know, there's beneficial insects that are all thriving together to create the whole chain that keeps a plant healthy. We really enjoy that. That's something that's very humble as well. Humboldt County has taught me those things. We now are in the position where we get to share what they've taught us with other people, but it's definitely what we've learned from our community. And that's why I want you to be a speaker next year for the Cannabis Therapy Consultant Program, because I think just bringing all of this knowledge to other people who are needing that, you know, they're just really, they don't even know where to start, honestly, like you were saying earlier, that people are calling from all over the world to get a particular seed or a particular plant from you. I have some questions. One, I want to come out and visit wherever you're. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Please. Um, And two, can we talk about what it is that you're doing? Are you doing outdoor? Are you doing indoor? Yeah. So the way we're building our clones right now, they're all indoor. It's a very sterile laboratory style environment. Okay. So it's in McKinleyville and we're very like central to the whole community that way. McKinleyville is kind of the center of Humboldt County in a sense that it's the Tri-City, Eureka, Arcata area, and Southern Humboldt, which is very rural, and Northern Humboldt, which is very rural, and each cannabis farm is in a very rural, off-grid scenario. And so being central to them, something that they can all come down from the hill and get like a little break is kind of where we lie. We are indoor. Right now we're building out a, a bigger greenhouse in a I wish um, one of my partners, Jeff Sherman, could have been here because it's interesting. We're working now uh, on a lo- what used to be a logging property. And Sherman Logging is a business that existed locally around here. They're a family business that was working in the logging industry, which isn't something that is really thriving in, in this area yeah. anymore. And so we think it's fun to kind of be in this position where 
the logging industry and the cannabis industry, which were so juxtaposition before this, are now getting an opportunity to work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's fun. Yeah, bringing different um, people together to continue the workforce here in the community and thrive is always a beautiful thing, right? Connection yeah. and networking for certain. Yeah, most of our farmers are probably are outdoor cultivators. You okay. know, all the plant starts we have start inside, like we said, and they spider out to all the different licenses uh, that exist in California, but mo- mostly Humboldt County. That's incredible. Yeah. I would say most of the farmers are outdoor farmers where they're farming uh, under the sun or in greenhouses. And then uh, a small percent uh, are farming indoor. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. So your clones start indoor, obviously, because they need to be in a clinical setting, monitored, uh, making sure that they grow properly and they're healthy. And then they're then transferred out to different farms. Yeah, absolutely. Correct? Okay. Wonderful. Good to know. Can you share with us any personal stories that you might have in that connection with cannabis? Obviously, you're meant to do what you're doing, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, because you're so passionate about it. But has cannabis influenced your health or your mental perspective in any way? I love those kind of stories because, you know, we have a lot of listeners who are tuning in who may be new to cannabis and are not understanding or not certain on that that could be beneficial for mental issues or physical issues and I've shared in many of the podcasts many of my speaking events of how it's connected with me but do you have any situations with your own personal self or family just directly around you I mean absolutely cannabis for me was something that helped me deal with like my personal anxiety and my social adjustment for me I enjoyed my friends so much that I didn't have the focus for school. I wasn't really like in the right setting to absorb education. And surprisingly, this is something that I don't think people probably can believe is that it wasn't until I started to use marijuana regularly that I found enough focus in myself that I really started to thrive in school. Yeah, I I think that cannabis treats has different effects on each person individually and each person's going to connect with cannabis in a different way. And, and they'll connect with a different plant because each person's biological chemistry will bond to different cultivars. You know, each cultivar has different compounds, terpenes and cannabinoids combine in different ways. And for me, it really helps calm me down, helps me focus in school. I found that I was a poor student, actually, until I engaged with cannabis. And all of a sudden, I couldn't enjoy school more. So Wow, that's wonderful. Well, usually when we ingest cannabis in whatever way, it really enlightens everything in our life and we get more in tune with it and I just had never thought of it in that way we're like of course you're gonna enjoy everything around you and if you're in school you'll probably enjoy that too yeah right that's exciting yeah and And then you know the other side is you know the real serious cases of people with cancer and people with children that are suffering from seizures there's hundreds of cases where somebody's come to us and they've shared with us that They've been using cannabis. Their doctor doesn't know how. They've been able to beat cancer, but they say, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are crediting, you know, certain cannabis cultivars with aiding in that. I definitely know that when somebody tells me a story about their 
kid who has seizures and is suffering from epilepsy uses cannabis oil for the first time and they're able to say mom or dad and something that a word they haven't said in years, it is incredibly moving. You know, I get brought to tears by customers and, and friends in this business because those stories are not just common, they're commonplace. They're everyday scenarios that that we encounter. And I think that we're really excited about the future of cannabis yes. because now all these people have a new tool to help create a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. That just really hits home with me. I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was 19, so I've been navigating through you know the pharmaceutical world for quite a bit of time. And then once I moved to Humboldt County seven years ago, I was able to start doing juicing. And you know, six years ago, it was almost unheard of to find CBD oil. Like that, was, you just couldn't do that. Absolutely. But now it's it's here. It's available. Doing tinctures, and then you know, working with my students, my clients, my patients on how to now get off synthetics and go to cannabis because that's what I've done myself. And it is, it's just such an amazing herb. And I'm so grateful that you're seeing it in your everyday life and that you're continuing to work with it because it's a big deal. And especially for those severe ones like epilepsy or, or cancer, those big button ones, all of them are just as important if you're going through it, right? Anxiety, stress, reproductive health, balancing your hormones. And a lot of people talk about cannabis as being this wonder herb or this wonder drug, but truly what it does is it balances the homeostasis in the body. So then the body can balance and heal itself. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I think it's so critical people like you to be in any community spreading this kind of information because, you know, we try to really distinctly keep ourselves on one side of the line. We are developing plants that can be used as tools. The endocannabinoid system, which is in every single mammal, is a system that receives and bonds with different chemicals that both your body produce and that cannabis produces. And so when those endocannabinoid uh, receptors are activated by either THC, CBD, or a variance of terpenes, well then all these different new health, you know, balances can be experienced. And you are, are such a critical point in that information chain because we enjoy our job being like cultivar developers and developing new plants, but we really are interested in the feedback that we get from the community and how does that make you feel? Because we can't predict it to the fullest. I think that the future will really help us develop more specifically things that will make each individual feel the way they want to feel. What a fun job you have. I just love it. It's very exciting. You know, I appreciate that. My job, I love my job. But we're also really interested in your job, you know, as we were saying about as an educator, and you're the voice that's actually communicating with the person who's using the cannabis. You, you know, educate your customer, Sativa uh, Indica. And that's something that we have a hard time uh, syncing with cannabis users because they all have that same distinction. Uh, sativa is going to be have more energy and uh, indica is going to be more sedative. Okay. You know, it, when you're recommending uh, sativa to a customer, what are the qualities that you're looking at 
that you want the customer to experience or, or, or a consumer. I'm sorry if I'm okay. using the wrong no, word. No, 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 you're good. So when I educate my students or my patients or clients or anyone that I have come in, I'm really looking at the terpenes that are going into for each individual body system that's going to heal that. For example, your nervous system is different than your immune system and reproductive system. They're all different. So we're looking for, of course, the entourage effect. We want all of them. We want a really whole plant coverage there. But we're also going to look at what's the highest. So is THC better for your nervous system or is CBD better for reproductive or so on and so on. So we're looking at that plus all of the others, which are there's more coming out all the time, right? And or more being discovered all of the time. So we're looking at putting that package together. And then once we do that for my little protocol is I look for what kind of strain actually fits that makeup. And then from there, I will suggest if it's a sativa or if it's an indica, if it's labeled one of those two or a hybrid, I will then educate that client, patient, or student on what that means to me. And so if you're asking that question, like what that actually means to me, for me, there is a difference just in my own personal body system between the indica and sativa. Nowadays, everything's so hybrided out that it's really becoming like flush, like everything's kind of the same. But the really strong indica dominant plants, like some of my favorites, those I can tell a difference in my nervous system. Cause I, like we talked about earlier, I have some nervous system things. And so I have to be very patient and like really watch myself. And so that means like no caffeine, not too much you know, sugar. And that also means like to stay away from what I would consider a sativa plant or that's been labeled sativa. It just this gives me a little bit of knowledge of recognizing that one might not be best for my system. So I like to educate people on those topics. That's perfect, especially the focus on the terpenes. That helps us as cannabis producers really identify yeah. the sativas and versus the indica. Because from an academic standpoint, Sativa and indica, there's not a lot of reinforcement there from genotyping, phenotyping. There's not a lot of reinforcement for us to actually say, well, this is a sativa or this is an indica. We say this might have a sativa-like morphological structure. It will grow tall and it'll stretch and it'll have that sativa-like shape. And an indica will have an indica morphological structure where it's kind of short and squat. Then there's the how the consumer or the student really wants to understand it is how is it going to make me feel? Yes. And so if you take a look at what from an academic standpoint is identified as a sativa, there's not really going to be any link to a sativa structured plant experience with a sativa like high. So what we try to identify is terpene levels. Yes. And and, and so we try to say, okay, um, Something like limonene has citrus-like qualities, is an energizing uh, terpene. And and something like myrosine, which reportedly has quote-unquote couch lock, which is more sedative properties. So when we're kind of classify, you know, one cultivar as being a sativa or being an indica, it's challenging making sure that we make the right recommendation. So I think that using terpenes is a really good indicator of 
okay, this type of cultivar is going to have a more sedative property and, and this type of cultivar is going to have a more energizing effect. And that's a relatively new way of thinking about it because we didn't have that type of education documentation or technology to like go into those things prior like 10 years ago. It was either it made you feel like this or it made you <laughs> feel like this. So it was either indica or it was either sativa. But now you're really like breaking it down and looking at it in a whole new way. Right. I mean, is that I mean, that's what I'm hearing. You yeah. Say. Well, we don't have we don't feel like we have a ton of choice. You know, the leading experts like Ethan Russo it, will say, hey, we've got to stop this sativa indica classification. And so this is somebody that we really look up to. Somebody who's educated us on a professional level, creating scientific reviewed journals, stu- content on cannabis. He's a cannabis expert. And so we look at it from the plant's perspective. Is this a sativa or is this an indica? Ethan Russo would say no such distinction exists. You know, there's a narrow leaf drug type cultivar and there's a wide leaf drug type cultivar. There's a narrow leaf fiber type cultivar and there's a wide leaf fiber type cultivar. And that will layer a whole new set of questions when I'm trying to communicate with a, a consumer, a student or a dispensary who's providing cannabis to to people it's just a great question is is how do we approach all this new information that's coming in yeah because there's a lot of it and it's going to keep coming four years ago i had my google scholar alerts set to cannabis this and cannabis that i was looking for certain keywords and Every month or so, I'd get something that was interesting. You know, I'd get two or three alerts. It wouldn't necessarily send me an alert every day. Now I get seven alerts on each topic each day. Oh my! And so you can see that cannabis as a research topic is something that the whole community is investing in. Yes. You know, there's a ton of potential here. Health is what's most important to everyone. And cannabis has an opportunity to... Yeah, to help advance our lifestyle. I believe that as well. So we are going to take a short little break. I could continue to talk to you forever, which maybe we will during our break time. It happens to be that time in our podcast where we need to give a shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I think that you will too. Here we go. Ever dream of becoming a cannabis therapy consultant or learning more on how cannabis heals? For a deeper understanding of your own body and mind connection using sacred medicine, take time to dive into classes anytime, anywhere with a new online program. For more information, connect on drpepperhernandez.com. This is a 10-month program, one class a month. The Cannabis Holistic Institute provides the most potent teachers Humboldt County has to offer. Students have access to Google Classrooms for downloadable handouts, charts, PowerPoint presentations, and more. Also, a live streaming on Facebook, bonus pop-up classes, gifted info, and edited videos available on YouTube. Classes from History of Cannabis, The Biology of Cannabis, Specific Strains and Effects, Cannabis Healing Properties, 
juicing edibles and tinctures cultivation and production cannabis medicine making women in cannabis conference legalities and legislations the cannabis business and more Welcome back. Well, we should have recorded that because that was a lot of really amazing, juicy stuff. Uh, I guess we can touch back on any of that that you'd like. But will you tell the listeners what a normal day for you is like? Because from what I hear, it's quite busy. You have five partners. You're married. You have a beautiful child. And you're also connecting with people all over the world. Can you tell me about these things? Yeah. I spend most of the day on the phone. (laughs) It's the greatest though. You know, we have the best questions ever. When somebody calls and wants to talk about cannabis, for me, that's, it's a dream job. So I, I, I spend most of the day talking on the phone. I get up in the morning, you know, I, I do a little exercise. If, if it's a day that's scheduled, I go play basketball in the morning I drink coffee. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Caffeine. I love coffee to start my morning. I love coffee too. <laughs> it's Dang so it. delicious. Yeah. 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 And it's just a good ritual. You know, me and my wife sit and we drink coffee and kind of get ready for to like go face the day. And then, you know, I write emails and then I head into the shop. We have, uh, we're fortunate enough to have a wonderful cannabis nursery in McKinleyville, California, which is seven minutes from home. I live here in Arcata. I, I've worked jobs where I commuted, you know, several hours to work. And although the commute was beautiful through the Redwoods, some of those times, it feels wonderful to not have to make that long drive every day. I I read a few cannabis journals almost every day. So I'm constantly updating myself on what our educated peers are doing, you know, in the cannabis space. I uh, read through a couple of patents maybe that are Mm -hmm. happening in cannabis because they're being published every day. As far as my conversations go, you know, I get to talk to uh, so many different types of people. Talk to, you know, a licensed cannabis producer. Those are the most common people that call us. So they're all around California or the world with a cannabis license looking at how they can source our genetics. So just chatting with them about their political climate, you know, where they came from to get that position that they're in. Everybody is so happy to be in this industry right now that that that's probably my favorite part. Uh, I, I do talk to a lot of uh, cannabis producers. Some of them are also just, hey, I'm looking for the Ringo's gift. You know, where can I get it? And I just talk about the legal environment that we're in and how you can legally get cannabis genetics. So any person can grow six of their own in California. And we encourage people to do that. This is just like any other amazing herb, you can, if you have a green thumb and gardening is the most common hobby in America, we encourage you to plant some cannabis. So I love to talk to people about how they can get our plants, you know, what they're looking for and share some of the science that, that we're being educated on. So here's a question. How does someone get your plants? I mean, <laughs> tell me about that. Like, what is that legally? You know, if you're out of the state of California, you can't. Yeah, now, obviously. No, we can't. We can't but if ship. you're here, 
then how does that work? You know, it, it's challenging right now. The okay. way we're approved is, you know, licensed business to licensed business only. Okay. So we work with HPRC in Arcata and we work with Satori Wellness in McKinleyville, just locally in Humboldt. They carry our plants in like a three and a half inch potted soil plant. We sell to them and they can sell to the consumer or uh, somebody just looking to for a home garden. I see. Okay. I always encourage people, hey, call us. You know, don't don't bother the the dispensary with these questions. We are, are here for that reason. You know, email us, call us, ask us any of the questions you have because more than likely we have the answers. You okay. know, we do genotype testing, which is really fun. So we'll take a little piece of the DNA and we submit it to either Phylos or another genotyping company. And they'll take all that data and load it onto the Open Cannabis Project. All the genotype data, which is you know, actually determines what that plant is going to do or what kind of effects it's going to have are all, you know, encoded in the DNA. We do cannabinoid tests. So once somebody grows out a plant, it's going to have a variance of cannabinoid tests. And if somebody's looking for 13 and a half percent CBD and under a half a percent THC, well, then we can say, hey, the Ringo's gift is perfect for you. And so we try and identify, you know, through the data that we have, the best cultivar for everybody's use. If you're somewhere else in California, in Southern California, we have the resources to just work with a dispensary in your area. So that's how we recommend going forward. Give us a call and then we'll kind of try and direct you to somebody locally who can actually transact the plants for you. They want a sativa, they want an indica, maybe they want something, you know, genetically hemp. Whatever they're okay. looking for, you know, we try and see what we have in our library that's closest to it, or we recommend to somebody else. Okay. So I've been talking about the Ringo's Gift a lot. It's an exceptional cultivar that we see people reach out to us probably more than any other cultivar. I see. It's, you know, solely bred for therapeutic use. It was bred by the Southern Humboldt Seed Collective and Ringo Lawrence. So it's a local endemic to Humboldt County genetic. And, and that's one of the things that we really try and, and make sure we provide access to. Here in Humboldt County, we have a long history of cannabis cultivation. And our access to different plants is, is very different than the rest of the world has. We try to preserve what's endemically Humboldt and also uh, unique, something sought after, and make it available to the public. Because if everyone had the experiences with cannabis that Humboldt County uh, residents have had over the decades, it would have been legal years and years yes. ago. And this opportunity that we're in right now to share what everybody else in our community is creating, that is what motivates us. We work with the Humboldt Seed Company, and one that they're great took a lot of popular became a very popular demanded one was the blueberry muffin. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of like one of those things that's you can't help but love it. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a cannabis strain, a marijuana plant that smells like a blueberry muffin. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it's impossibly perfect. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and, and that one's really fun, you know. And I think that that is what we try to make sure and focus on is, hey, something that's here in Humboldt County that is really exceptional and is spreading fast in the Mecca of where this plant has originated. 
in California. And we try to take this cool opportunity, this cool plant that we in Humboldt have been spoiled and got to share and make it available. Mm-hmm. And it's something that somebody has kept very private all of these years. And, and, and that was kind of the system that we were under over the last couple of decades. You didn't have the opportunity to take it and share it with the whole world. And now the floodgates are open. Right. We want everything to go as far and as fast as possible because it's such a missed opportunity. Anyone who hasn't had the chance to interact with these plants. I absolutely agree. You have to share with us some of the disciplines and self-rituals that you have for yourself because you are such a busy person and you obviously have a very strong path ahead of you. You are on it. You're on a mission. How are you taking care of yourself every single day to keep into the <laughs> highest alignment possible? Because that's really what the podcast is about, is is turning everyone into superhumans. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So how are you doing it for yourself? Because you're radiating. You know, I, I, I used to take better care of myself, I think, before the industry uh, became legal, because now we are extremely busy and we're in yeah. really high demand. I know that how I've kept myself uh, focused over the years is exercise. I love my time where I get to be alone with like my adrenaline. It's the only time I really am out of my head is exercise. So that's really important to me. And then, you know, my family. So I love reading to my daughter, playing with Ursuline and, and my going for a walk with my wife, Jessica is absolutely critical to my mental health. I love that. That sounds so good and wholesome. We're pretty wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're probably pretty boring in terms of the cannabis industry. You know, we're not <laughs> we're not the rock stars that everybody wants. We're the home family that takes care of business. So I think that that's actually more sought after nowadays. I mean, it's becoming cannabis is becoming so the norm. It's a household thing now. It's definitely here. And it's starting to, you know, find its way in homes all over the country and all over the world. I mean, I had a woman a couple years ago tell me that because I was like, I could see it happening. I was like, it's going to be everywhere. I had a woman say that I was living behind the Emerald Curtain. And I had heard people use that expression before. (laughs) And I was like, well, we all are. But she thought that myself in particular was, it was before I started the program. And I was just speaking on cannabis, talking about how it was healing me and how before you know it, it's going to heal everyone. It's going to take over pharmaceuticals. And we're going to see it in the next couple of years. It's not just going to be like this lifetime. It's going to be soon. And she was just like, oh, you know anyways negative (laughs) story but behind the red curtain is a blessing i think so because we just are frontiers and we're just pushing we know what we know and we're moving forward and we're just like you guys catch up 25 years ago when recycling wasn't a mainstream thing when green energy weren't mainstream concepts when eco conservancy wasn't like on the forefront humble it was mainstream already. Yeah. We all knew, you know, treat your body well, treat the earth well, and you're going to get good results. And so I think that being behind the umbrella curtain is something that this community was built by the back to landers. Yeah. People came into this community because it had an amazing resource, these beautiful trees that are, you know, been around a thousand years and people wanted to be close to that kind of energy. So yeah, we're behind the Redwood Curtain. It is an amazing place to be. It's a great view. Yeah, (laughs) I believe so as well. Okay, Daniel, 
<laughs> I'm excited for this part. Can you tell me something that no one else knows about you? I won't tell a single soul. <laughs> well, I mean, except for Chelsea. Chelsea's here. Okay. Tricky question here. So the first time I ever encountered marijuana, I was in the sixth grade. I was pretty young. And my friend brought back an quote unquote herbal cigarette from Reggae <laughs> on the River. <laughs> and uh, we sat down in my backyard. We were the houses all to ourselves. And, you know, I pulled a Bill Clinton and I faked the inhale. And I'm sorry, Rye. I faked the inhale and I didn't get high that day. But uh, that was my first encounter. I, I was a little bit intimidated by the plant and. You know, I don't know if that makes me a sellout or something, but oh my god, <laughs> first this is plant great. I did inhale. Well, I mean, you're young the first time, of course, but did you pretend the rest of the day that you were high with your friend? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I did. You know, I'm sure I did. I, I would have probably not been able to live with myself if I uh, didn't put the full theatrics into yeah. it. <laughs> and your friend Rye, he was he definitely smoked. He was he definitely inhaled, you think he was high. I think so, yeah. yeah. So, altered. Altered. Yeah. A little altered. Oh, what a great <laughs> story. Thank you for sharing it. I always love to get juicy little nuggets. So thanks for that. Well, it happens to be that time in our podcast where we do something very special. It's the end, pretty close to, and we do something that's called the tarot reading or tarot reading. Tarot, tarot, tarot. What do you say? Tarot or tarot? I say tarot, but yeah, see, I, I wouldn't know. know. You, I, I'm no, gonna I go think with you're you. right. I go with you. <laughs> Actually, I've just changed it to tarot because so many people around here say tarot, but it's always been tarot to me. So I would like for you, you can shuffle these. You can just hand scan them. You can visually choose whatever you want to do. I'm going to let you do that okay. and give you a second. And while you're doing that, I'm going to play you the singing ball. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the mantra. Okay, this one is beautiful. Let's find out what this one is. Should I read yeah, it? Yeah, can you explain to the listeners what the visual looks like and then read us the lesson for today? It is a young lady watering her garden. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that on Seriously? purpose. It really is. And there's hearts and clovers uh, spraying from the garden. It was a nice color blue. That's why I chose it. Practice the art of transformation. Great. Should I read uh, yeah, today's please, lesson? if you'd like. Okay. Today's lesson. Acknowledge one situation in your life that's taking your power. Transform that situation into something positive and maintain the perspectives as a spiritual discipline for the entire day. When your spirit slips into negativity, simply breathe and then pray your way back to an inner space of positive visualization. Your goal, to practice the art of transformation. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. Daniel, can you tell me how that resonates with your story today or your information that you've brought with us? You know, I, I can't really directly, but I know that like one of my philosophies is that anger is a useless emotion. I, it was definitely something that like growing up, I probably had a temper that got the best of me and I didn't get to make the most of my situations. And I definitely subscribe to the theory that like, if I find myself being angry or frustrated, that no good can come from that. And that I am kind of just push it aside. So 
I don't know. That, that's my transformation is just trying to turn anger into like motivation, I guess. Strong, strong man. <laughs> <laughs> I just see anger just turning into like butterflies and clouds or something. And you're like doing this like spontaneously. Well, thank you so much for that piece. I do appreciate it. And while you were reading it, I just kind of went back to my story. I told you earlier and I thought, man, I should angry about that but I was um (laughs) so Daniel thank you so much for making time to be here I know that you're a busy man thank you for having me of course of course we'd love to have you back anytime that you want and can you tell the listeners who want to contact you how to connect with you via social media sites or platforms that you may have yeah our website is really easy it's www.hendrix.farm and it's spelled H-E-N-D-R-X dot farm, not dot com. So like a cannabis farm. And then uh, our Instagram is is a pretty good way to reach out to us. And that's at Hendrix Farm or at Hendrix Farmers. So Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you for making time to come to the show and help encourage others to get one step closer to aligning ourselves, our highest self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. And to you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day, and let's make this your very best life ever. This episode has been brought to you by The Divine Masculine.